I'm Ant. I'm Bria. And I'm Maya. You're listening to The Bingeverse. The Bingeverse is a podcast where we talk about everything in the world of streaming. We'll tell you all about what's going on across your favorite streaming platforms and put you onto what we've been watching too. Before we get into the episode, make sure to check out the episode description to be sure you know exactly what we're discussing and where the spoilers are. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to episode five of The Bingeverse. Before we get started, Aunt and Maya, how, how are your weeks going? How are you guys doing? I'm still my eternals high. I, I can't wait till we discuss it. I know I totally get why there's such like a middle ground on the movie in terms of like the critic score, the audience score, but I really enjoyed it and I wish it was on Disney Plus so I can keep watching it over and over. But I know you haven't seen it yet, Bria, so I won't <laughs> I won't talk any more about it. <laughs> That's crazy. Propaganda. That's what that is. <laughs> Are they paying you? Let me find out you got a, a sponsorship. <laughs> no, they're not paying me. <laughs> so we'll get to that later though. I don't know. Me personally, I'm I'm just tired. I've done hella shit already this week. I'm just tired. No, I I feel that. I am tired too. Um I feel like I was on vacation what last weekend and then now I'm preparing to go back home. So it's like another round of packing and all that. So I've been all over the place, but you know, such is life. <laughs> Twist out bomb though. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, what if um as far as you know, trailers or announcements or things that have come out, uh, what have you all seen that you all are excited about for this next you know few months or a few weeks here? I'm not even gonna have as many trailers um, as last week. Last time it was it was so many trailers. Yeah, there's a lot last week. I guess the biggest. I also I feel like there's nothing coming out in November, like nothing significant. I'm just like I was looking at something like this is weak. Yeah, the lineup is not that great. Yeah, but... it's a slow month. <clears throat> Morbius, though. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I've seen is uh, Morbius. Well, wait, that comes out in January, but in terms of the trailer dropping, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it looks it looks really good. I was a little nervous because I'm like, you know, Sony. I have a little bit of vendetta against Sony because I'm like, just release the Spider-Man rights. And they just keep trying to leech off the MCU and like, oh, it's annoying to me, but um, it looks very, very good. I'm a big Jared Leto fan. And uh, I was, you know, I'm, as you all know that I'm not a huge fan of like scary stuff. So like the vampire face kind of freaked me out, but it looks really good. I have low expectations. I'm not expecting anything from it. It's only. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what it's heading for when it when it drops. Mm-hmm. Is uh, am I getting these um, white boys confused? Or is Jared Leto the guy from Secession? No, that's Jeremy Strong. So okay. <laughs> um, he played Joker in the first Suicide Squad movie, and okay. I'm trying to think of like another big role he played. I'm blanking right now, but um oh yeah he's gonna be in that house of gucci movie but oh yeah i did see that okay yeah so okay and then book of boba fett 
coming to Disney Plus. I'm so excited. Did y'all watch The Mandalorian? Did you like it? I like The Mandalorian. I don't really be caring for Star Wars stuff, but I did like The Mandalorian. So I'm going to watch it, but I feel like this one, I don't feel like I'm going to like it. I, I, I mean, I like it. I don't feel like I'm going to care for it. Really? Yeah, I feel like I kind of want to rewatch it. Um, it was probably one of those things that was just kind of playing in the background for me because I don't really remember much of the premise. <laughs> um, but I'm going to rewatch it before I see this um, the book of Boba Fett too. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I love. I wasn't even a Star Wars person into it until The Mandalorian. Like that was my jump on point. And like just after that series, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so committed. <laughs> So I'm I'm really excited to see it and yeah, uh, yeah to see how they continue the story. I did like the the visions thing they dropped uh, for Star Wars though. Oh, yeah, like I, the, like animated anime mixed yeah. with it was cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars movies, yeah, I don't care about none of that. Yeah, I was never really into Star Wars. My brother and my dad loved it. But it just never, never got me. And then they would always want to go see the new ones that came out, like over the past couple years. And I just felt so lost. Like, <laughs> like, like what are you, what are you guys talking about in this movie? So, yeah. I'm still going. I'm still fighting a war. And like, like, you like you still fighting a war? It's like two decades. Right. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I've seen some of them, but I just never really got invested. And I know some of the newer stuff wasn't that good. I remember I went to go see um, Rise of Skywalker because I thought it was one of the dopest trailers ever. And it was kind of not good. Mm-hmm. No, I think I went and saw that. It was like our Christmas family movie or something like that. Was <laughs> oh, really? I could not tell you what the movie was about at all. Me neither. <laughs> um, we got Moonfall. Where did I see it? I saw a trailer somewhere. I liked it though. I don't care. I can't tell you what happened to the trailer because it was like um, last week. Mm-hmm. But I just know I liked it. Yeah, I feel like Holly Beer is like just making her way out of retirement. I mean, I haven't seen con- like her in anything for years. So mm-hmm. I think the last thing was that The Call, that movie she had when she was like the 911 operator. That was yeah. a good movie, but I haven't seen it really. Yeah, and then she's in the other one um, that's coming out. I think early next year or later this year. Oh yeah. Um, next week's one. Yeah. So she's uh she's busy, booked and busy. Love that for her. Go queen. <laughs> um, how do I feel about King Richard? I'm excited. <laughs> I think that is really <laughs> I, I didn't like... see another podcast like maybe like a year or two ago before we heard it like I personally heard anything about it and I you know Will Smith has only been nominated for Oscars he's never actually won anything so a lot of people were like this is going to be like that critically acclaimed his like trying to go for an actual Oscar win for like best actor so we'll see but I mean the trailer looks really good and that little girl who plays Serena looks just like young Serena. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I um did not see this trailer, but I did not know that this movie was called that. I didn't know it was called King Richard. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm excited for, for Will Smith. He, you know, he's one of those actors that he plays a lot of the same um, character. So I feel like maybe this will be, like you mentioned, one of his, you know, 
I don't want to say breaking rules because obviously he's a really big actor, but this might be the one for him. So we'll see. I hope so. All uh, right. Harlem. I don't know if y'all saw that come in. Yes, um, I saw that. What's it about? Yes. It's like, um, it's this one on Prime Video. It reminds me a lot of, there's this show on stars right now. It's called Run the World, I believe it is. And it's just about these four friends that are kind of navigating adult life and like, in Harlem. Uh, so it's been really cool to watch as far as, you know, being someone who lives in Harlem. And like, they go to a lot of spots like around the corner and all of that. Um, like highlighting a lot of like black restaurants and black bars and, and things of that nature so this one it looks pretty similar to you know the same the same concept but it's always just really cool to see black women that are like you know even like a little bit older than us just kind of navigating life and especially in an area that you're familiar with too so when I first saw the trailer I thought it was like an ad for girl trip two or something <laughs> oh really it's giving that vibe that's what I was, like the first five seconds. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh, it's something different. Oh man, I love black women group of friends and any yeah. movie, TV. I'm with you there, Bria. I'm excited <laughs> to look at the trailer. I love Megan Good. So, oh, she's in it. Oh yes, absolutely. Um. All right. Then, then we got mostly news. Um. So we got some uh, Sofia Vergara, who plays one of the uh, parents in Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing a Colombian drug queenpin in an upcoming Netflix series. That I feel like that's gonna be trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just I have very low expectations for mm-hmm. that because um, I don't get that energy from her. I'm gonna watch though. I hope she I hope she surprises me. Um, but I just going from like the Modern Family um, character to this that's gonna be a, a huge change. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> I haven't watched a ton that she's in, so maybe I can't really speak to her range, but I always thought that Modern Family, that that was just her character, but then she was also on X Factor, I think. No, America's Got Talent. She's also on there, and she is very much the same as the character on Modern Family, so it's it's going to be interesting to see her try to like break out of that, because it's it's literally the way she acts in real life is the same as this character. So seeing her be a whole drug queen bin is going to be an interesting shift. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how that'll work, so. Right, I, it's hard for me to take her seriously. Yeah. Cause like you said, I, have, I mean, I remember she was in that Medea movie, brownie for my brownie. <laughs> Literally, it's the same different, it's the same role. And I oh guess their personality is just like that anyway. So yeah, that would be yeah. interesting to see her keep a straight face. Uh, yeah. So I don't know when that's dropping, but apparently that's coming soon. Um, we got Leo DiCaprio playing Jim Jones. Twitter's just, that's just funny on Twitter. I didn't include that because it's hilarious on Twitter right now. And yeah, correction, Jim Jones, the, the serial killer, not the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a Leo fan, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, even more so that it's got funny memes with it. So looking, for, yeah. looking forward to more memes. Um, we'll see what that goes. How y'all feeling about it? I mean, I think this is great news. He's really picky with the roles he, he chooses. So 
I mean, I feel like anything he's in is going to be something that you're like, wow. Especially He'll like probably kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, love that movie. I think that's the last thing I saw him in. And it's just like, yeah, he's goaded at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <does>. Gold. <laughs> All right. Then my series, um, Squid Game, renew, uh, finally in talks for season two. Um, which I was not expecting it to come because they did literally had a thousand articles of him saying, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not worried about it. And I guess Netflix threw him that bag and was like, hey, yeah, literally cut a check, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you should, should I shit all that down? Get to work, <laughs> get to writing. You got Wait, Squid Game was, I, I did not watch the series. Um, it just isn't, Ooh. it's not. It's nothing that it doesn't bring me peace in my soul. <laughs> my heart is not at rest with stuff like that. So I didn't watch it, but just hearing about the success that it is, I'm sure he was easily convinced to make a season two. <laughs> like it probably was not difficult. The amount of money that Netflix was probably willing to throw at it. Um, I can't really speak to you know like where they will go with it, but do y'all think that it's a series that needs a season two, or could they just have stopped? I'd been fine with the stopping, and he said he, he even he said it was he was fine with the stopping. Yeah. Um, they kind of built it to a season two though, like how it ended. It felt like the it was a like a natural jumping on point for a season two, but yeah, you know, that's what I thought. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna make that same mistake twice. <laughs> I feel like I'm just a little confused because I thought that the whole point was that you know they're playing these games to pay off their debt so at the end did no one get their debt paid or were there more finalists like how is this working um and it probably just won't make sense because i haven't watched it but yeah, yeah. i think it's the type of questions for the money really didn't mean much at the in the grand scheme of things okay. which is kind of funny because that's what seemed like the whole motivation yeah so kind of like okay. when you think of the money i'm curious to see where they explore next so I don't even want them to do a continuation. I like the open ending. A lot of people be trying to slander him for not going out, getting on that flight, but it's, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally would have been fine if there was no season two. I like the ending. I was fine with it. Yeah. I understood it. Yeah. I didn't even want to write season two. Like, but he getting the bag, so salute to that. <laughs> well, if Kev can't get a season two, then why should Squid Game? Anyway. Anyways. No, that's real. Networks. <laughs> HBO. No, HBO. I don't know what they be on because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that they just haven't renewed or Issa basically saying that they wouldn't give her an hour. And it's like a lot of these series are bringing between like Lovecraft Country, Insecure and Watchmen. You're bringing a, like black people are bringing a lot of black people to your platform. And I don't know, like. I can't, you know, make a judgment call and be like, this is why they're doing it, but it doesn't look great from the outside in. <laughs> it's not. And I hate that because like when you go to HBO Max, Insecure is in the HBO bucket. So mm-hmm. HBO is actually part of network television. So like it has to be fit into the schedule. They really just need to make her an HBO Max original, like just yeah. move it over because that's, you know, independent of how booked their network television calendar especially primetime TV is right. no one cares about. But yeah, I totally- Yeah, it's like, what do they be playing after Insecure that's so important? 
Right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. The Insecure rerun? <laughs> Literally, let's play the episode again. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Um, Disney Plus Day on Friday. So excited. Looking that uh that Moon Knight. That's I, I saw something with uh that's the cover. So that's the only thing I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of um I got a lot of questions about Disney Plus Day. So maybe explain what that is. A lot of people are like, huh? Yeah. So last year it was the Disney investor call, and that's what it's been like, and they did all these huge announcements. Um, but now they're like branding it as Disney Plus Day. And keep in mind, last year it was like a link that you had to find. This one is actually going to be streaming on Disney Plus. And all their announcements for National Geographic, uh, Pixar, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. And so, like, each different studio within Disney is going to have time to present. And it's, I mean, last, last year was huge casting news. And then they even announced a ton of new series and movies that were coming out. So I just feel like they're putting a lot more um, excitement, energy behind this. So I feel like it's going to be, I mean, huge. I'm yeah. expecting a lot of casting news as well. Um, from Because they have a lot of stuff announced that hasn't even went into production yet. So I think that's cool. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's cool. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, cause last year I didn't really know much about it. I know, like, I remember you posting about it and I remember, you know, things after the fact, but mm-hmm. it seemed a little bit more low key last year. So I missed it, the live stream of it. Exactly. I'm like investors. I'm like, it's the fans that care about these announcements. Yeah. You're right. It's like, that was a horrible way to brand it. So yeah. It from this year. And then there's no Comic-Con. Like, I don't think. I doubt if Marvel or Star Wars will ever be back at Comic-Con, maybe, but mm-hmm. since they're not doing it, this is like a perfect opportunity to make those announcements. Yeah. I only care about stuff that's coming out in the next, like, three months. All that 2025, 2026, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My big wishes are getting fantastic forecasting and then also more casting for Blade. Um, and then them announcing just more things around some of the other series but next is a spider-man poster yes, and sir. I can't say any leaks i know there's a ginormous leak out there i heard it looks like it's been photoshopped though um but please do not mention that on this <laughs> be spoiler free um but the poster looks lit and it looks like it's confirming Sandman, which I don't think we knew before. The poster has like a sand like tornado thing in the back. It's got Sandman, it's got Green Goblin on it, and uh, Electro. And uh, yeah. So that's a cool poster. I'm really excited for that movie. I saw the leak. Oh, that's great. Keep it to yourself. Oh my, would you say it's, it's like nothing, a it's, nothing, it's nothing like even a spoiler. It's what I don't know. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> well, and everyone views spoilers a little differently, but um I would do would you say like there's if people want to avoid that leak, like which pages to avoid? Like is it on I know that Eternals link was in Rolling Stones. Oh no, I went and searched for it. I oh, said okay. Spider-Man leak. <laughs> uh-uh. Gotcha. 
Well, all righty. <laughs> um, what about the Snow White remake? Yeah, I didn't see this one. Um, yeah, I just saw it. So apparently they're making a Snow White um, a similar live action because they said uh, Gal Gadot, Gadot. Oh, yeah, she's playing Gadot. Playing it. Um, I don't trust her in anything after that last uh, Wonder Woman. Um, I don't know how bad you can mess up Snow White. I feel like that's very minimal um, CGI and stuff like that, but still. <laughs> that Wonder Woman 2 was not it. I have all these remakes. Disney is just so boring. Like, not, and they're not boring. They put out good content, but this whole remake, all the classics, it's like, think of something else, you know? It's <laughs> just getting old. They've done that with Mulan, Aladdin, Lion King, Snow White. Like, it just keeps Cruella. I mean, that's a little bit different, but they just keep making live actions of the same story. Because you keep watching it. And they want that bag. No, I don't watch anything. It's <laughs> these kids that keep watching it. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, it's really hard to believe that, I don't know, that their content team can't come up with anything else. And I just think they should push themselves to think of Especially live more. action. Like, yeah. Outside of Marvel and Star Wars, like the only live action stuff we get from Disney is remakes. But all mm -hmm. their stuff, like, in Encanto um, that's coming out. Um, gosh, uh, the one where he's like half a fish. What am I blinking on the name? The, that was fire. That was so good. I'm, why am I blinking on the name? You remember the name of that movie? I do not. I'm blinking on it, but it was excellent. And it's like, they're doing all these cool concepts for the animated, but like live action is just remake. So yeah. Or like a Disney well, Plus series. Give it 10 years. Uh, Luca. Yeah, Luca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, their animated series, I mean, their animated movies are fire. And especially the Pixar ones. Yes. They, we'll a, they really uh, miss their bread and butter. Or yeah. live action, that too, in 2030. What is? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, for real. No, I but I, actually, you know what? You said we keep watching them. And you're absolutely right, because I'm going to watch this live action Little Mermaid. For oh. sure. <laughs> 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 well, it's not even a even a yeah. question. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just realizing I didn't know they announced this, but Rachel Zegler, she's gonna be the new lead in the um the West Side the West Side Story remake. Talking about another remake we don't need, but <laughs> that girl like uh, girl playing is it Maria? She's gonna be Snow White, and mm -hmm. I mean that looks like her, so that's exciting. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, Netflix has a live action avatar coming. Speaking of live action, then they don't they already have a live action avatar movie? Yes. It was awful. It was so bad. And so maybe they're trying to do it again as like kind of like on the Suicide Squad wave. Like, <laughs> all right, let's just try this again and see if we can get it right. I don't think the first one was. Netflix Studios, though. I don't remember who produced that, but... I think it was just, like, a regular, like, movie. Yeah, it was um quite bad. So, maybe with Netflix's resources, they might be able to get, get something together for that, because that's not it. Let's hope, because, I mean, that was probably one of the greatest animated shows of all time, 
And I'm just like, come on now. It's, and I'm like, my nephew's 10 and he watched it and he's just perfectly fine with it. I think they think that younger audience is looking for like a live action version rather than watching the animation. Um, Mm. I don't I don't understand why, but yeah. <laughs> Where they got that from? <laughs> everything is money driven, so makes sense yeah. in a capitalistic mindset, but yeah. Okay, so now we'll get into what we watched as a group this week, and it was The Harder They Fall on Netflix. So where do you guys want to start? You know, what were your general thoughts of it overall? We had everybody in that movie. Literally everybody. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Cast <laughs> was stacked. Like, why was I not in it at that point? <laughs> Literally, you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because if you would have walked up on the set, they'd have been like, "Come on, <laughs> we got a spot for you." <laughs> and I love that though, because even some smaller, like more emerging black actors had like small parts in it. I felt like this was like a black version of Crash. You know how everyone was in Crash. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like white celebrities and then Ludacris I think was in it too but um I think this movie is like going to be a best picture contender for sure the best movie that Netflix has ever put out and I don't even like Netflix like that like they did a great job with the storytelling here I loved it it was a great movie I'm I'm trying to think through the catalog of Netflix movies to make sure that, <laughs> that I agree with that statement. Make sure that's no. I'm about to, I'm about to Google it actually. I mean, I know, like for me, I what really came to mind was *The Five Bloods*, like Spike Lee's movie from mm-hmm. last year, and I was actually not the biggest fan of that movie, but it was like had a lot of great black talent in it. But I mean, I've never been. I mean, I really liked *Extraction*, like a. You know, muscle action movie, but I've never felt like the storytelling was as. And then I like what happened to Monday, like that too. But I, I will stand yeah, next right. to that statement. Like, this was so good, and Jonathan Majors is the absolute goat. I just, I think so highly of him, and I think he really showed out in this movie. He did. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I was hooked from like the first five minutes i was like okay i don't know what this is about all you all said all you guys said was black western and i was like i, was like, I don't know where this is going but you know we'll, we'll watch it i was hooked after the first five minutes um and also one of the best scores that i've heard in a long time mm. i thought the soundtrack was so good like i went and downloaded it because i thought it was that good. <laughs> the music was so good um yeah i i think what what do you think what did you think aunt sorry loved it you loved it fire especially that last that like last like little like scene whatever Mm -hmm. i seen that shit was turned (laughs) yeah yeah i was not expecting them to be brothers i'm like he doesn't kill this man and i'm surprised he killed him yeah I was super surprised, like, wow, I just felt like that was, you know, the revenge trauma cycle, which is going to keep going, but I have no idea, but I mean, it was, was really interesting, and I re- I thought this was a very, I loved, I, I really enjoyed, too, like, their portrayal of, like, um, you know, masculine-centered, like, 
cow cowboy. I thought that was really interesting. It only almost gave me like Whitney Houston documentary vibes where it's like, was she stage stagecoach Mary's like, you know, lover for a while? Mm -hmm. Because I remember like she was like when he came back, Jonathan Majors, um, to come visit uh, Mary. Like she was like looking like, what are you doing here? And then yeah. at the end, you give her a kiss. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and I just love to just how she was able, even though she was othered for being like a woman trying to be a cowboy and then her being able to be a deputy at the end, like showing just kicking her space in like in society um, rather than being an outlaw. I thought that was really powerful too. So one of my favorite highlights of the movie. Yeah. My favorite highlight was favorite killing everybody. Yeah, and I mean, it was a lot of. I'm like, gosh, I'm like, I thought they were. It was kind of like white people. They killed. Them. Yeah. Who was uh, oh, what's his name? They shot that horse, and then showed too. Like, <laughs> they shot the horse at the beginning, and I only remember because it like showed him getting shot. I was like, it was yeah. Gruesome. I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> uh, favorite was uh, with Keith Stanfield. Oh yeah. It was so annoying, but he was really good in that role. Yeah, I I just like he's such a good he plays like the person you hate the most in the movie the best. Yes, <laughs> the best way. This <laughs> yeah, um, I also love the. I felt like what's his name Jim, the young guy who was like wanted like a sharpshooter. I just felt like that was like a little saint moment because he was the youngest one and got and every everyone was so hurt when he got killed, but. Um, yeah, that was a tough death to, to watch. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people were, well, one, Regina King bodied the role. Yes, know, as always. A second. But I know a lot of people were, like, so much stuff about, like, colorism. I know we talked about it a lot, and I was surprised after seeing the movie just so much around the harder they fall, the colorism problem, like, major publications talking about it. But I feel like Zazie Beetz did a really good job in this movie. Granted, I mean, obviously someone else could and like the, the casting was questionable, but I really enjoyed her performance. What about y'all? She did well. She did, she did really well. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago as far as, you know, there's of course always opportunity to actually just portray a dark-skinned woman as a dark-skinned woman <laughs> and not like try to like fit them into a light-skinned woman's role um but if you know it had to be a light-skinned woman then i'm i'm satisfied with her performance that's fine right. and i feel like with a lot of black movies in general like this whole idea of like she was like the damsel and i just felt like it's so many times that persona is just like a light-skinned woman, like mm -hmm. the, the the desired, the token or whatever within the movie. And I'm just like, I'm kind of over that trope. And I feel like that's kind of probably played into the casting too. Yeah. Especially if she's like such a dope, badass woman, like she doesn't have to be anyway. But I, I totally see what you're saying, Bria. And that homeboy from Twilight, that caught me off guard. I'm like, is that Lauren? <laughs> Lawrence, that is blocks. I was like, what? But uh, I, was like, I immediately recognized him. I was nice to see him come back. Yeah, I um, I thought Dion Cole's, what was it? What's the character's name? Wiley. 
Why I was I just wasn't expecting him to see to see him in the movie either. So I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> literally everyone's in here. Everybody. Yeah. I just heard to see um is it Dame is it name Damon Wayne Jr. I think it's yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and then uh Itris. I mean, it's to the point where Itris, like anything he's gonna be in, he's gonna play it well. Yeah. Like sometimes I forget to even comment on his performances because it's the standard. He's gonna do really well. He's gonna captivate an audience, and he played Bad Boy really well. Yeah, he always does. Um, you know, Idris is Idris. <laughs> He's literally, he literally is really good at what he does, no matter what the role is. So. Yeah, that scene between him and Jonathan Majors at the end, when he's crying, he tells me he's his brother. That was a really powerful scene. It was. It was. I, I love that scene. Mm -hmm. And it was just like then, like, he literally carved the cross in his head, and then, like, he took the blood and crossed it. I'm like, there's just so much symbolism. Mm -hmm. And then, like, putting the, the cross stakes for his parents' grave. It was it was really intense. I'd be so mad if this does not get nominated for Best Picture. I would be very surprised if it didn't. I mean, I'm not gonna say surprised because nothing really surprises me anymore. <laughs> but um, I would genuinely be shocked if it didn't. So I know you all watched Eternals. Do you wanna, or was there anything else that you wanted to talk about for The Heart of Their Fall? Any other things you really liked about the movie or didn't like? No, I think they definitely set up for a sequel. So that's nice. They're thinking about that ahead of time rather than, you know, just hoping and praying like, oh, I yeah. cool. So, and it looks like Regina King would be centered in that. So, I mean, that's exciting. But yeah, I think that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know you all watched Eternals. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I'm going uh, home this weekend. So I'm going to watch it with my family when we go to the movies one night. So I'll let y'all kind of take the, the reins here. <laughs> and how about you go first? <laughs> All right, that shit was mid. <laughs> Let's get right straight. That shit was mid. I, I was in there falling asleep. It was too long. Um, the fight scenes, uh, somebody tweeted and it was a very great tweet. They said, Eternal's gonna very eternal. Um, <laughs> it was getting smoked in each and every scene. It was getting absolutely smoked. I could not be impressed. And then Icarus, he lame. He pulled up on my man Jon Snow. Uh, middle of the day, he had it handled. He wanted to show off, you know, laser beam eyes. I don't care about that. <laughs> well, I so it's interesting. On my first watch, I absolutely adored the movie. And I think it was just because the anticipation was building so much for so many years. But my second watch, I went to take my sister to it. And she's like, why'd you take me? This is a waste of my time. She didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. I felt like I saw a lot more nitpicks, especially the deviants. Like, what was the purpose of the deviants? And then I wish we got more Makari and um, just Makari in general. Like, I felt like she's by far like hands down the most interesting eternal and i just i hated that they basically we all we saw everybody's backstory what they were up to all these centuries that they've been apart and then they completely summed up what she was doing is she was sitting in this underground their underground 
you know, spaceship for centuries. Like, come on now, like do more with her. Um, I didn't really like that. Like, and also I hated that they didn't, we didn't see her react to the news of Ajax and Gilgamesh dying. Um, so there, I mean, the thing is, I just overall, they stuffed a lot in one film. I feel like this could have easily been a Disney Plus series and got way more justice. That's but, what I said. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, and, but I think they did so much well though. Like the characterizations, like the different relationships. I'm definitely a Drew Carey fan because Drew McCarry, ah, the spark was definitely there and I loved it. Um, and I just really liked how they showed just so much diversity without it feeling forced. Um, and I just, just the team ups in general and like the turn, we're expecting it to be the deviance, but it's actually an eternal. But ultimately I think the number one thing that it does well is setting, setting up like a really interesting framework for the future. So obviously the post-credit scenes, but like now we have so many jumping on points for all these different characters. Um, and it's really exciting. So despite like a lot of the nitpicks, a lot of the story being kind of weird, um, I totally see why, I mean, it's Marvel's only certified rotten movie. Like the fact that it's worse than Thor, The Dark World, Incredible Hawk, it's just mind boggling to me. But I definitely see why a lot of people are in the, in the middle ground because it is so, so different from a typical MCU movie. It was just a lot and it was like boring to me. Um, like even the fight scenes um, were kind of like boring because they all just did like the same thing. Like the dude with like the Gilgamesh, he just kept punching them. <laughs> they run up on him, he just punches them. They fly back, they come back, he punches them again. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and then um, Athena, I think it was, Angelina yeah. Louise, mm -hmm. uh, just gets on top of stabs him in the head. It's like, all right, man. Yeah. Can I get some variability in the in the skills combos? Can I get something? I think people are they're just in there spamming buttons, X, 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 X. Right. I'm weak. I mean, okay, video game. I got that reference. Um, but yeah, I totally I feel like Angelina Jolie was I was she was I felt like she was kind of wasted in the movie because I was, I mean, granted, I like that she wasn't the focal point just because of her star power, but I definitely think Makari had the best action scenes, like her beating up Icarus hmm. and then her finding the emergence point. That little uh, dash moment from Incredibles, like that was so cool, running on water and shit. What were you about to say? Yeah, that uh, boy Icarus in hell, he was going through it. <laughs> Man, I mean, okay, so who, I mean, I know you didn't like the movie that much, but who would you say is your favorite Eternal? I don't know. You don't have one that stood out. I like the uh, what was, I forget his name. Kingo. Um, who? Kingo, Kamel's character, Kamel Najiani. The dude that the, the the technology. No, oh, Fastos. You're talking about yeah. Fastos. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. It was cool. Um, the dude that can control people's minds. He was cool too. Yeah, I I like Drew a lot. Probably him too, just because he was like, we can stop all this. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they were like, no. And he was like, well, forget y'all. I'm going to just go out do my own thing. Perfect. Yeah, I get that. I think, 
It's tough. I think mine is like Kingo and Makari. But I think at first I ranked this before with like a group of my friends, but now I'm putting like Makari at the front. I wish we got more of her. So that's why I get Kingo because we got more of him and I really liked his character. But um, yeah, those two were definitely like standouts for me. What are your thoughts on the post credit scenes? First one I didn't care about. Um, Look at Harry Styles in the MCU. I don't care about him. Um, <laughs> also, I feel like that was since I was setting up a, a, like Eternals, like the, their second part. I just actually didn't care about. It. I already don't care about the movie, so I, I don't care about you know part two. I'm just like, all right, this is mid. <laughs> I gotta watch some another movie get beat up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the second one was fire, especially mm-hmm. with the, um, they got my boy Jon Snow. He got he got a sword back in his hand. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the MCU shout out to my boy. Wasn't it weird hearing I love you, Cersei, at the end? <laughs> Just no saying he loves Cersei as well. He just beamed her up. I was sick for him. I know, but it's just like so funny. Two different, I only know two Cerseys ever, and it's Game of Thrones and Eternals, and the fact that he's in them like interacts with both is crazy. But yeah, did you like when you watched it? Um, like, did you know the relevance of that? Like, who his character was going to be? No, I didn't. Gotcha. I thankfully, when he when they cast him as Dane Whitman, Dane Whitman is the Black Knight in the comics. Um, and shout out to my friends who are like read a lot of comics who just educated me. But like he like and remember he talked about oh like I need to make amends with my uncle and he looked like he was about to tell her something about his family. So I guess his whole mythology is dating back to like, uh, like when the Ebony Blade, like Merlin and that whole type of, I always, I don't know what the name is like uh, of that specific, I guess time period, but um, it's gonna be really interesting to, to see it because um, I mean, obviously we've seen him as a warrior and um, with a large ass <laughs> um, sword. So it's it's really exciting. And and I, how excited you are about the the voice at the end. I was more excited about that. Mm-hmm. I think also because uh, as far as like Dane, I didn't catch his name. I was sitting there trying to remember that man's name for the longest through the movie because I just didn't remember what they said his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I Googled it and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy he's in the MCU though, because I really liked him in Game of Thrones. So I'm interested to see what they do with him um, going forward. And then Blade got my man's back. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing how they execute that. Right, and I just feel like that's bound to be a Disney Plus Day uh, announcement, especially with most people seeing Eternals. But yeah, it was just good to finally like hear his voice in MCU because we we don't even have a date for that movie right now. Exactly. So that's that's really exciting. Yeah. So overall, what would you give it out of ten? Five. Five. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> I give it a seven point five. That's just right cool to the movies. Uh the MC movies are actually seven point five. What? I yeah, I mean we we have fundamental disagreements <laughs> we think are good MCU movies. So I mean that's cool. 
You thought Shang Chi was mid. I'm like, what? But it wasn't it, as mid as Eternals. Gotcha. At least he wasn't getting beat up like literally every fight. <laughs> we yeah. I mean, I guess, but when you have ten Eternals and you squish it all in one movie, like it's just gonna be tough in general. But I thought it was really ambitious for them to do that. Um, but yeah. I don't like to jump it back and forth. And like you said, I didn't understand. The deviance was just like, especially after the departure, was like, all right. And then I thought they was going to team up, whatever. And then, then they're trying to fight, you know, Icarus and the deviant. I'm like, all right, this is Yeah, I'm like, why did he even show up? Like, yeah, I was so confused. I'm like, I, I was thinking in the movie that they were actually going to team up. Like, oh, they realized they were both getting manipulated by the Celestials. Yeah. But no, he was just like, oh, destroy you, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, and he easily got killed. There was no sort of like struggle. Like Fina just chopped his head off. So hold on. I'm gonna kill you first. Then we're about to fight him. I'm like, all right, man. He could have been posting up because his whole thing was to stop, uh, stop it, and they're stopping it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't at the point. What, what, what were you gonna do? Because um, he don't got that power to stop it. Right. It's, it's weird. He, I, yeah. The whole. The deviant get like you have to have distractions, whatever. But like the deviants in general just didn't work for me at all. So yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> I understand even like the scene when he like made the change and then like he changed all the other ones. I didn't get that. Like they um, all the same, and then like one was a cat, one was this. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> it was really giving monsters from the original space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he took his powers and now they he has like his more strength and intelligence, I guess. So yeah. Well, that is that on the Eternals. Um but I mean teach his own um very much mixed reviews, but that's fine. Um so let's talk about other things that y'all have been watching. Watch all the shit. As usual, let's be watching stuff. Um, some of this, it's my phone. My notes up. All right. I watched the movie Arrival on Hulu. Um, bunch of my friends told me it was good they said it was one of the best high five movies um they've ever seen that is uh not true it was very (laughs) mid movie i was not impressed um it was very regular uh i also feel like i've seen it before yeah mid regardless um watch my watch my stories my uh, anime caught up on those Part of the fall chorus. I watched this Swedish movie called The Trip. It was a lot going on in there. It was pretty much about this couple and they were like arguing and they go to this cabin and initially they try to kill each other. Um and then mm-hmm. I was I was I was trying to be multitask when I started watching it. And then I was trying to see what was going on. So I actually started watching it. And like two is two us is one guy and this other group of guys end up um trying to kill them and then they so 
they uh had to team up and you know fight back against them. It was it was weird. It was an interesting watch. I won't say it was trash. It was an interesting watch. It's another one, and since it was Swedish, like the the translation was weird, especially with like the um subtitles. Netflix really got to work on that. The subtitles and the the language transitions be so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and they they're never even like the same. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty consistent. I watched this movie, that movie Love Hard, which is like for whatever reason it's number one on Netflix right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, like... Netflix just be I don't know what they be doing with their rankings. They be like, no movie, put it number one. So people watch it. Right. <laughs> they just be doing anything with a top ten. <laughs> well, honestly, more people could have really watched that. That makes sense. White white majority in the country and and it's like holidays now, you know? People are getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, that's true. Or on Netflix. And they put that nonsense at number one. <laughs> you didn't like it? Absolutely not. It was okay. Um, it's not number one, though. Yeah. Especially when you have heart, you just dropped Heart of They Fall and you have this nonsense. And at number one, you just disrespecting, uh, you just being disrespectful at that point. Mm, I get that. Receive more. And then um, I watched that movie Hypnotic. Um, I had spoken about, I think, last in the last go. That was all right. Can you remind us what that was about? It was about this lady. She um, she gets ends up meeting this therapist, and then essentially it just becomes like the stalking, like the stalker type movie. Yeah. Right? But he has her like um, hypnotized. Where she went to see him um, as a therapist, he hypnotizes her, and so um, it was kind of interesting how they did it because they would have um, she, he would hypnotize her to where like she would think and like she was in one place, but she actually wasn't. She was in a whole different place, but mm-hmm. she was like seeing things because of just off of like things she would make her do. Mm-hmm. I like that. It was okay. okay. You said this was on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Hypnotic. Oh yeah, just, well, the, the little title screen, like the sleep screen on Netflix just showed it. One of the characters looks like he's a Thanos chin. <laughs> anyway, um, have y'all watched the Colin in Black and White? No, I haven't watched that yet. Excellent. Really? Excellent. I thought it was going to be a little corny, but... It was really, it. really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on my watch list. Like one of the next things that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommate was watching it and she liked it. So, yes, yeah, an easy one. You can just watch in one sitting. Like you just keep wanting to watch more. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. As um, I was wondering where they would go with that and how it would be received. So I'm glad it's good. I feel like I haven't been watching a ton since the last time that we met there's a series on netflix it's called inside job Mm. i don't know if anyone's watched it yet but it's giving very much so rick and morty which i'm like i'm very much so into like crude anime (laughs) or crude animation um like those type of series so it's really good it's like these humans but then also aliens are all working out of this 
kind of a space base and this space base is like the base of a whole bunch of different conspiracies like with the government you just have to watch it but they're um going on all these missions and stuff so it's really good if you like Rick and Morty I was like cracking up during it so you might like this too oh my god I'm putting that right on my <laughs> I love Rick and Morty it and I, you got me hip to Big Mouth so I was literally <laughs> about to say there's a <laughs> new mouth. season of Big Mouth yeah this season this, is so this season this season is actually ridiculous I almost like don't feel comfortable watching it anymore I feel like if there was a line they like jumped over it this season really they're just on yeah they have a kid on there sleeping with his pillows what do you mean they're just not crossing oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yes but at the, what they've never shown a kid's like it, yes, it's animated, but they've never shown, to my knowledge, maybe I just like don't be paying attention like that. But they showed his whole dick on the <laughs> screen. What? That's why I'm like, this is supposed to be kids. So <laughs> it's weird. Like when I first started watching the show, it's like, gosh, seeing like kids get boners and shit. I'm like, yeah, it makes me feel weird watching it. Like the the season one finale, I like it. It kind of kept me up for a little while because it was like you really just sat here and like at the end they basically like broke the fourth wall and they were like well it's over now and you just sat here and watched all these little kids like talk about the sex <laughs> we're like i was like you're right i did do that and i shouldn't have yeah, but, yeah. oh my god so you're saying it's worse i can't even imagine it's worse in my <laughs> opinion at first because i told someone to watch it and then i had to double down and or double back and be like actually <laughs> Like, at least don't tie it to me if you do, so. Yeah. I think that's all I've been watching, really. Um, there's kind of stuff to play in the background this week. I haven't watched too much. I, I kept on with Succession. I'm so in love with that show. Mm -hmm. I started from season one, and, I mean, it's excellent. Like, oh, my gosh, great drama. Um, it almost, it gives me, I don't know if I talked about it last episode, but it's, like, Knives Out meets Billions, and I just like both were like yeah. two of my favorite things ever. So mm -hmm. a really good show. Um, and obviously, we've all been watching Insecure. Yes. So do you want to start with episode two? That episode was, oh, <laughs> that episode was making me so mad. Yes. Let's let's debrief. Let's get into it. Okay. So so we'll start with episode two. This one's called Growth. Okay, and. It essentially is about Issa trying to find her footing um, and turning to an old friend for support. And also Molly is jumping back into the dating pool. This was when Kofi was the client, right? Yes. <laughs> this is that episode when Kofi was the client and he just kind of went off and did his own thing mm -hmm. for the show. So what did y'all think about that episode? I think what's happening there. I I mean I resonated because when they had to pitch to that investor to like get money and they had all those like that is literally have been my life for the past <laughs> four months so I just resonate with like people not especially white people always trying to like control like your art and like the vision of things mm -hmm. um, especially from like a corporate lens I thought I'm like oh my god this is reading my whole life um 
but I, I thought it was an excellent episode. And uh, I mean, just Issa, and it's tough. I love that portrayal. It's like, okay, she's an entrepreneur. She's on the up and up, but she, you know, she's still, you know, cleaning floors and managing these nasty apartments. Like, I feel like in shows, it's either you're the struggling entrepreneur, like through and through, and then you're the really successful. It's not like that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like where I'm in my personal life. So, I mean, all overall, like, this is just an amazing episode. Yeah. That, that scene with Nathan was so awkward. I'm not even going to lie. The one where she cried. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Right up, like flat out cried to him and she caught him over like on some sneaky link type stuff yeah and i'm like because i really like nathan in the show even though he like kind of ghosted and all that stuff but um i was like oh man this is nice like she get back with nathan and then kind of made that a little awkward but i mean yeah. he's a good friend so it was good to see like them him in that moment support her yeah at first I was just kind of like I don't need to see Nathan this season Mm. but now I'm kind of starting to like him um I've really been reevaluating what I want for Issa yeah (laughs) this whole baby situation no not a big fan so you know maybe maybe Nathan might be the the next best choice Mm. (laughs) she deserves nothing she's a cheater (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man now she's stuck look at her it's all her fault no she's actually the opposite of stuck lawrence is stuck <laughs> lawrence yeah. is stuck with a child let's just she, get into that next my sis my sis is free she is free to do as she pleases without any infant <laughs> to worry about and so yeah she's still crying over lawrence mm. Episode three is absolutely she's free. Yeah. I'm like, she gotta do her own thing because that job just seems too intense. That episode like literally felt like I was suffocating for both of them, Kendola and Lawrence. Like I'm like, that is the best form of birth control, is that episode. I keep seeing people tweet that. I'm like, retweet. Yeah, it's like especially if in that situation when you now have a kid with someone who you weren't really expecting to have a kid with like and you're in different cities like co-parenting oh that just sounds like a nightmare yeah I also don't I didn't really understand the scene on the airplane when they hit the turbulence like was that his I don't understand what they were trying to get across there like they had the turbulence and now it's his moment where he was like figure it out or like <laughs> i don't get it i had the same question i'm like this is supposed to be his aha moment like life's too short let me yeah. I, don't, I don't know but i didn't really even get life's too short vibes because all he had to say was like okay things need to change but i guess that's like, the next episode it's like usually like normal too as well like i don't know i'm sure he's been on planes and went through turbulence before i don't know why that and then it was short like i don't know why I don't know. I feel like they, they could have executed that better. Yeah, like give no, it. That's how I'd be when the turbulence hit. <laughs> I was say, I've never had turbulence that bad. I'm like, I would have been I've been crying on the plane. I really liked how they had that, like it was split and it's like Lawrence's perspective. And, you know, he still be able to have all this freedom, mm-hmm. like trying to be more active in his child's life. 
and like the day-to-day responsibilities, but then Condola is literally so stressed out and doesn't yeah. have that freedom, but like kind of using that to like spite Lawrence and his involvement. I didn't really like how she treated him, but I was happy that they put Me either. I heard a lot of people kind of side with Condola and like totally get it. Yes, she's the one who is basically putting in all the hours and all of that. But at the same time, he was trying. And yes, it's definitely her first kid and, you know, how all of that goes. But I don't know. There was just a little more space for her to. Someone brought up that uh, that she wasn't even trying to have kids before. Yeah. Yeah, that too. She got a divorce because she didn't want kids. Yeah. Also, Kiki, Kiki Palmer, perfect for the yeah. role. <laughs> perfect for that role. Yeah. Really yeah. great choice. Mm-hmm. I hate that for my man's Lawrence, but Lawrence Hop, we still up. We still going to uh, prosper in the end of the season. That's <laughs> weird. I agree with you, Bri. I felt like he definitely, especially it's not like he's a, you know, a deadbeat, like his family was trying to be involved. And then like that scene where she's like, give me the baby. Or yeah. like, and it, I was just like freaked out. Like, gosh, is the baby about to get dropped or something? Y'all can't just be arguing <laughs> with the baby like this. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it, it just like, and I hate, I don't want to be like this because it's like obviously it takes two people to make, a child but you didn't really give him a say like mm-hmm. it wasn't even discussion she was going to keep the baby so I feel like it's like a like she's still trying to figure out like okay this was her decision but she also needs help and like but she also resents him in some capacity yeah so, like, how is she navigating that space but I feel like she could have done it a lot um, she could be a little bit more sympathetic and uh communicative because yeah. I'm like he has to fly every Friday. That just sucks. And he yeah, has a hotel room and oh my God, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. It's also just kind of like in the last season, she was saying, hey, I'm having this baby, but you don't need to be involved. And now she's mad that he's not as involved. And it really just makes me feel like she said that out of like fear per se that, you know, he wasn't going to respond well. And now he did he didn't respond how she thought and now she's just kind of in this space that's like okay I didn't actually mean that I do need help but I don't think she's a little too prideful to say it right I'm just curious about like how Issa and uh their relationship is going to be taken like how are they going to interact after this would you say fuck Issa (laughs) the woman's a cheater (laughs) We do not respect cheaters on this podcast. I mean, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> well, no, that, that whole episode reminded me. That's like literally the reason why I went celibate. Um, last year, I was like, you know what? A lot of people getting pregnant out here. And I can't, that can't be me. Because <laughs> that was just a reminder of why oh, I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I, I refuse. I cannot be going through yeah. that. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, the uh, like co-parenting a newborn, like that's a really nightmare. Right, like a newborn too. Oof. That's crazy. And then not being able to have a say in his name, like you just gotta say yeah. yes to everything. Like, ugh. yeah, I hate that for him, but mm. 
Seven kids is insane. Yeah. So you get a that was a lesson. Up. You're right. Stop fucking raw. Right. <laughs> Use some birth control. Like, come right. on. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Taking no more risk. I Man. Um I cried 40 days and 40 nights. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> and then Molly, she's entering the dating scene again. Her and Issa are, you know, back in, in good graces, it feels like, you know, they're having sleepovers and helping each other out with stuff. It feels like they're in the, the old groove. So that's a good feeling. Um, and it seems like they're in healthier spaces for each other, which is why I think I'm so approving of, you know, her and Molly getting so close again. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, I wonder if it's going to stay that way or if, you know, something else is going to happen and it blows up and then we're back in the same cycle. I might rip my TV if that happens. <laughs> rip your TV? Put on my phone right at the TV. Man, get this out of my face. <laughs> I definitely would love to see Molly, like, because they keep going those flashbacks of, like, kind of just her flaws and, like, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's trauma, but just, like, all this conflict in her past relationships, like, I would love to see like manifest into like so many lessons learned, self-love that allow her to either blossom just like individually, or maybe she'll meet someone where it's like equally yoked and like all her these hard lessons have some sort of meaning. Cause I I don't know, I'm I low-key, I feel bad for her. Like I'm sick of yeah. seeing her struggle, you know? Like she's damn near been the punching bag, except for last season. She was kind of crazy, but she's been like a punching bag for like like i don't know i just mm-hmm. like they always give her the short end of the stick and for sure yeah yeah for sure is there anything else that happened in insecure that we're forgetting about i mean kelly definitely probably had the line of the season <laughs> which one so my friends like everyone i associate with are oh yes in a I'm like <laughs> i know i'm gonna see that everywhere <laughs> it's gonna be the new year's caption <laughs> see it right she knew exactly what he was asking to abundance <laughs> exactly <laughs> someone definitely put that on a shirt by now i know i'm like that may be my new year's caption now i'm making know that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's funny. all right nothing else what's on your uh what y'all watching next which i got on the list my list Let's see. I have Colin in black and white. That's definitely something that I want to watch. I don't know if either of you watched In the Dark on Netflix. Mm -mm. You said that's on your list too, Ant? Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially about uh, this lady who is blind and she has a guard dog and or like a guiding dog. And she witnesses a murder, but obviously she's blind. So she is like trying to solve it with, you know, lack of vision and things of that nature. Uh, It turns into a whole bunch of other things, but they just released a new season of it. So I'm going to definitely tune into that. Uh, They have, they do a really good job of leading up to the next season, like leaving the first season on a really big cliffhanger and then teeing it up really well for the next one so i'm excited to watch that too that sounds really good 
I honestly have nothing on my watch list. I haven't been able to watch as much TV lately, but um, I probably kind of just tap into whatever y'all are watching. <laughs> uh, I got a couple. I got a couple things. I found something called Doctor Brain on Apple, so I'm gonna watch that. Um, Yellow Jackets drops this weekend, so I'm gonna check that out. I kind of saw it. I wish it was just dropping all at once, but it's dropping week by week. Um, Robbie tapped in for that weekly. Um, this movie called Caged on Stars. Let me see what that's in for. I'm gonna watch Red Notice on Netflix. I have no expectations for it. I'm gonna watch it. It's, gonna, it's probably gonna be a number one. And does it deserve? Not gonna deserve it. <laughs> um, Any new thing, I feel like always goes number one. Yeah. Except for sure. they fall. Exactly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and then I'm gonna watch that Arcane show on Netflix. I saw it earlier. Apparently, that's um, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Wait, what's the show called? Arcane. It's Arcane. like a League, League of Legends show, I guess. Yeah. So I'm gonna see what that's in for. And I added Colin Black and White and Inside Job. Yeah, I also need to watch the new On My Block season. I've been putting it off. Um, I've been busy, but. Love that show. I think it's the final season. Love those kids. See what they get into this season. <laughs> I'm like a few episodes in. Ruby makes the show. Really? The other people are just like, eh. But Ruby, <laughs> I, I just, oh my God, his care. I love him. I love him. Really? Okay. I can't get over that scene um, that they keep putting on Twitter where they're out. The, the girl and the guy are walking they're doing the gang are walking and the dude rolls up on her in the car he's like uh they call me a little spooky i'll blast her oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> was that last season it is i think it's like the first or second season oh yeah i remember that I'm like, honestly, I can't take Caesar seriously because it's like, yeah. you know that in real life, that actor has no idea what that gang life is about. And so just, <laughs> I'm it's clear. It's so clear. <laughs> Damn white socks. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. Talking about yeah, Ooh, Omar, Omar his brother, he has a really cool turn too. He's a kind of a okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch that too. I'll try to finish the season. Um, if my memory doesn't mistake me, Omar is kind of fine. But <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about the right person. Yeah, he's kind of fine. Omar is very fine, yes. I can retweet that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that wraps up this episode of the Vengeverse. Anything else anyone wants to add before we close out the episode? Eternals was made. What'd you say? <laughs> Eternals was made. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see you this weekend and I'll make the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break the tie. Um, but all right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Benchverse. As always, follow us on all of our social media at The Benchverse and make, make sure you tune in uh, for our next episode as well. Thank you.